Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Strick and Austin back with you one more time here for On the Block, joined by DP and Kenny. Gentlemen, how are we doing this afternoon? Good, a little wet. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We ain't gonna be too crazy on this one. I Why mean, not? This is this is pretty simple. Loosen up. <laughs> this is pretty simple. Loosen up. <laughs> um, we got into it a little bit uh, a little bit earlier with uh, Rock Nasty, um, Romel Lloyd Senior, and uh, um, you know I know DP is is definitely a basketball connoisseur, and I know you definitely put your eyes to it uh, in in you know with some value as well, but. Uh, going back into the 213, just a lot of things that happened around that time. Uh, the game was starting to change. Um, a man by the name of Mark Jackson was quite, um, you know, had a great interest in uh, sparking the change of this game with a young player by the name of Steph Curry and then also the addition of uh, a young man by the name of um, Clay Thompson. And uh, in that um, – Made it to the playoffs. Didn't go as far as second round. Um, had guys on that team by the name of Monte Ellis. Uh, there was some discussion about a trade. Um, but let, let's let's just not go into that that rabbit hole. But let's deal with the fact of how, how much do you feel that Mark Jackson played a part in uh, who the Splash Brothers are today as far as um, opening up the door for them to become who they are? And, and seeing something in them that probably others did not at that time, and that is them being probably one of the better combos um, of all time. You, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, he saw something in those two, Steph being as small as he was, but a good shooter. Uh, Clay, a good shooter coming out of uh, UW. So he saw Washington something. Washington State. I mean, sorry, Washington State. So he saw something in both of those gentlemen and gave them the opportunity. He laid the foundation for Steve Kerr to come in, and Steve Kerr took off with it. So he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, I know he probably doesn't think he does, but to me he does. Being a being a Mark Jackson fan um, from when he played, when he coached, him on calling the games, knowing him, he probably wouldn't want it. He doesn't need that to solidify validate his, him. to validate him, but mm-hmm. um, he deserves something. He he's, he surely deserves uh, something for that. Most most coaches coach either <clears throat> to the way they played or against the way they played. Mark Jackson identified two second generation players from high IQ, high work ethic families. Yep. So, and then being a New York baller, what you learn is trust of the like. Are they ballers? In the sense that they're going to do whatever it takes. They're going to find a way to play the game of basketball at the highest level. They don't make excuses. Neither one of them went into the excuse game. Neither one of them allowed it to change where they went to college, why they went to that college, or what they did when they got there. And they had the family support, the right kind of family support. Not the, hey, it's all about me, dad, Mm -hmm. father. Yep. But more... If you're going to step into my fraternity, you're going to honor it with respect, Dad. So as a coach, you're choosing. Would I want them as teammates? 
do I want to be around them? And then that other thing is, do they have something that's, that I would not want to play against? Mm-hmm. And both of them provide something that Mark Jackson, as, as a guy who defended at a high level, would tell you, I would have difficulty in dealing with either of them. And then in making the choice between those two and, and the, the Ellis crew that was in front of them, he needed dogs to get the job. He had to have Monte Ellis and that crew to get the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To keep the job, he needed a different type. Now, I I get bothered about coaches being put under the moving goalpost scenario that is. That you took Golden State from the abyss again to being relevant. Relevant. And the fan base and the goal and the, and the ownership wasn't satisfied with the pace in which he was working. Trust. Trust is the biggest word when it comes to professional sports, owners, coaches, fans. Trust. And they didn't trust Mark, and that bothered me. It took me a couple of years with Kerr before I would fully accept Steve Kerr. Because I thought, oh, you playing with Mark Jackson's house money. You're paying off the investment, and Nebraska fans can relate, right? That, oh, you come in and have some success, and we give impartial credit to the dude that was here before you rather than giving you credit for the work on your own, which is valid and fair. But then you get to the point where, is that enough? And sometimes the answer is, yeah. Sometimes working at 80% of your successor is good enough. Sometimes it's not. Fan bases make that decision all the time. You know what? We were national championship level, and now we're we're, we're 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 conference championship level, but not quite there. Are you satisfied with it? Be careful what you ask for, because the universe pays attention and they'll give it to you. To your point, DP, Mark Jackson never showed he couldn't do more with the Splash Brothers, right? He didn't get them fully actualized. He got them to that point, but Mark Jackson was never given that chance that Steve Kerr was. So maybe they don't become what they are today if Mark Jackson remains the head coach, but we can't say they wouldn't have been. I don't know that they don't. I don't know that they don't. My my greater issue is that why Mark Jackson isn't coaching. Yeah. Like, period, point blank, it makes no sense that he took a franchise that was in the grind, made them competitive at a high level, was great in leadership because he cared about the game that he coached because we know some coaches that don't really care about that fraternity or the way the game's being carried forward. Like, they don't have that investment. Mark Jackson did, and it shows up in in, in, in his analyst work. That's why he's such a good analyst is that he stays connected to the game, he cares about it, People talk to him in real words, in real form. Yeah, like it's I to me. I don't understand why he why he was never a coach again. I I, I have to agree with you. And you got some, Kenny? <clears throat> to me, if I'm Mark Jackson, I don't have to deal with the stuff that comes along with coaching, mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. ownership. That was what I was going to have to ask. That was what I was going to ask. Well, I was going to ask Kenny. So, you know, so he's <laughs> he's doing something he loves. Not not that he doesn't love basketball. Yeah, but now he can be. Well, he ain't lost in six years. There yeah. you go. <laughs> that was where I was going to go next. Yeah. I was actually going to take it there. He he, he He's enjoying yeah. basketball 
sitting behind. That's why I'm in here. Yes. On, on sidelines. <clears throat> That's where I was going to push back to you. Right. So, that, that, I was going to I was going to throw it back at you. I was going to say, well, DP, now what would you rather do? Would you rather be kind of doing and talking about the things you love or would you rather be dealing with the aspects that come with coaching? I haven't. I haven't as a coach. And this is uniform in three sports in four cities over 20 some odd years. I won 78 percent of the games I ever coached. 78 percent. I'm 100% behind this microphone. <laughs> like, I ain't lost no game since I've been in Lincoln. He, he yeah. ain't got to answer questions. He, he ain't got to answer <laughs> tough questions right? in front of the media. Yeah, right. He is yeah. the media. Yeah. Now he's asking the questions. And, Your and, boss? Well, it's, 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 <laughs> it's funny. So the athletic director at the school I was with in, in, in Houston, Texas, and he said he looked me dead square in the eye when he first hired me and said, one thing, get out of your head that you're going to win here. That's not the kind of school we have. That's not the kind of athletes we have. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you told me you got smart kids. He goes, yeah, I have the smartest kids in the state. I'm like, oh, we're we going to win. He goes, just don't tell them that they're going to win because the expectation changes. And then we won. We literally won 80% of our games while I was, while I was in Houston. At the end of that run, and when I had my surgery that was going to put me out for a bit, he said – he goes, I don't know how to say this, but you probably need to run your own ship. Mm. That's what I don't like dealing with, mm -hmm. is dealing with people who are in the young people business who are doing grown-up person business. Mm -hmm. Like you making business decisions that got nothing to do with the people you dare to protect. Mm -hmm. And the kids need solid adults in the room. The, I, I still say this with, with – with the NBA, with pro sports, there still has to be a grown-up in the room. Like, I don't blame any player who is under somebody's watch and something goes astray that the person in charge didn't control or entitle. Like, it's simple. So, okay, let people – the reason why I'm here and, you know, Kenny, I, I, I applauded when Kenny said, you know what, I'm a, I, I still got this bug. Like, I'm cheering for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm also going to whisper, look, when that bug bites you funny, come on home. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's going to go educate young kids who need him, who need him. We want him here. Those young people in those communities need Kenny, and I know that. Like, I would ride with Kenny. There are a lot of coaches, if they told me they were coaching, there are dudes we know that if they said they was coaching, man, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead I'll be over here but Kenny the game needs Kenny in a way that's unique so I'm applauding it yeah but appreciate I, it. I make that choice that you know I literally I, I got an offer last Thursday hey man uh, need you nah dog <laughs> y'all ain't gonna treat me the way y'all treat coaches uh uh yeah. no, no sir we got a minute left go ahead that brings us right back to where we started the show Point and simple, it does. And the importance yeah. of being in the game for kids. Like, we're adults. We're in the room for a reason. Because we've been there. But it can't be about us if we're in those young people's lives. Cannot it, be. It, 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 <clears throat> that should be question 1A of every coaching interview ever. But some guys will, or will sugarcoat it to make you think it's... About the kid, but then it truly yeah. is. You and yeah. I will we'll open with that very yeah. thing. That's good. Because that that is the direction it needs to go. 
That's a lot of what you're trying to see in the AAU systems of the day. It, it's not really about yeah. the kid. It becomes about <laughs> the, uh, how much can I get the endorsements get? Yep. Of, of the of the shoe companies. Uh, great stuff. Uh, be on the other side. Listen to uh, what they're going to get into. They're going to dig into this uh, this topic we just topped into. We're right here. We have another day. Hump Wednesday will be tomorrow, 2 to 4. You will find us on the block right here, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We're out of here. Austin and Strick, peace.